Ladies and gentlemen, I've just had the privilege of sitting down with Mr. Mark Ryder, the head of innovation. Welcome, Mark Ryder, to the NFB's Innovation Conversations. Thanks, Dave. Uh, happy to be here. Happy that it all came together. A lot of people worked pretty hard to put this together, and uh, it's always nice to see it come to fruition. Now, I'm looking around this room, and we have, I don't know what the total number is, but I'm thinking, what, 20, 30 companies here, all part of Innovation Alley and uh, Ventures. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we totaled out at about 25. Uh, we have a specific row called Venture Row that has, uh, I want to say, five of our investments. Uh, there's eight total to date, you know, but five of them were able to join us. Others had some conflicts, some other uh, I guess, uh, events that uh, they needed to be at and to get their message out. And we were certainly understanding that they couldn't, couldn't all be with us, but we're happy for the ones that were able to participate for sure. Now, this summit has been a huge focus on opening your mind to innovation and being willing to try new things. This is now the second year of, of Innovation Alley. Over the course of the last year, from last year's Innovation Alley to now, what would you say you are most proud of and what the Innovation Lab has accomplished? Yeah, most, most proud of, uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I, you know, I gotta really say the, the Everything we're able to do, we, we, we went at this with really a blank. There was no map for what we're doing here from an innovation perspective. We understood that we needed to stay up to, up to snuff on what was happening in our industries, and that was core and critical to allowing our offices to continue to operate and, and uh, be positioned to have success in the future. And I think uh, the, the amount that everybody's embraced what we're doing, um, there's been plenty of initiatives that have gone off in NFP over the years that I've been here, which is now my 17th year, and, and uh, you can understand with the amount of people that we have in the organization, there's always a, a lot of opinions. And uh, everybody was all in with innovation. There's been a, a, a real great collaboration about what we're doing, a, little, a, a real great support from everywhere. And so in year one, to be able to build out the database the way we did, to be able to launch the Venture Fund, to be able to get the energy around the country and, and uh, have Innovation Alley kick off last March and then have it replicated, what we'll call it, six times throughout the country with your help, uh, tremendous. And now as we head into 19 and really look to uh, garner participation from the employees and uh, move this to an ideation type, uh, internal, turn the lens internal and, and think along the lines of how can we be a better company, not just go out and find products, uh, future's looking bright. You know, I, I'm realizing this is the, what you're calling Innovation Lab 2.0. Uh, if you had to predict what Innovation Lab 3.0, next year we are in Austin, I think one more year, Fairmont at least, uh, what do you see as, like, how do you one-up this? And, and by the way, for the listeners who can't see what's going on, we are in a crowded room. There are folks walking around handing out delicious hors d'oeuvres, there are special mixed drinks from which company here? Uh, this is a Craft Cocktail, it's a, a startup in Austin that is actually uh, showing that innovation could be anywhere, including with cocktails. So it's actually, uh, this is a, they, they uh, have a ice cube here that has an uh, NFP logo. Oh, I love it, I didn't even it. notice that. Um, and they're all about taking the traditional cocktails, innovating the way in which they put them together using different ingredients and changing that experience. I love it. All right, it's also in the oh, room. Oh, you were asking about 3.0, and here's where I see 3.0 go. Before okay. we go to 3.0, okay. I want to just keep describing the room because this is amazing, and I don't know how you, like, how do you take this up a notch? We've got uh, a virtual DJ. 
We've got booths of innovative companies surrounding this place. This place is hustling. There is a vibe and an energy here that you can't, it's palpable. Yeah, well, I'll how tell you, you. How do you take this to the next level? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be next year, but in the next two years, the, the, the process that we're putting in place right now around engaging employees and, and having them, you know, come up with ide ideas of how to better us, you know, the ultimate culmination of this is uh, having our own think tank, not with companies that are represented here, but with employees that brought ideas to the table that have taken it through the whole ideation process. And uh, a lot of these booths and a lot of these areas being fo focusing in on process improvement that were brought by our very own people. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I, I, I can visualize a Shark Tank where we're having our regions. We have five regions throughout the country, each of them putting forward a representative that had brought together the best idea that came out of their region I and like competing that. against each other, bringing in some third parties, maybe Mark Cuban, you know, being that we're in Texas, maybe he can come join us. <laughs> he, and, he is uh, nearby, isn't and, he? And, and judge on them. So that's where, again, I don't know if it's going to wind up being next year. Uh, I, I love the, the tagline, what if 2020? But, uh, like that too. but uh, if we can't make that happen, it might be, have to be what if 21. Well, 2021. The, the important part being that we're focusing on this. Yeah, A lot absolutely. Of, a lot of the theme that I heard from the sessions today were around how do you bring innovation in-house and how do you get people involved in innovation because innovation can be something you start in your office, in your individual area. So if there's a message for the folks that are out there today, you know, they've seen Innovation Alley 1.0, now Innovation Alley 2.0, they're hearing the beating of this drum becoming louder, they're seeing the investments in NFP venture companies like Vivante, like Wealth, like Indio, Axio, what would you say, what would you want them to take away from NFP Summit 2019, take back to their offices, to their regions, and try to, to start, try to begin doing as part of this innovation initiative? You know, you know I think it's embrace the fact that, that uh, innovation does not have to be the next Uber. It can be incremental change, and in fact, that's probably what's more likely at NFP is that the, the combination of number of, of incremental changes can really make an impact. And I think uh, there are a ton of awesome ideas out there. We need to do a better job as an organization taking those ideas and bringing them through a process to actually uh, see if they can be impactful across our organization. Because I think without a structure around it, ideas get um, brought to one person and passed off to somebody else and frustration mounts, and then those ideas die on the vine. And uh, we need to do a better job of bringing that structure together. So I would say have the confidence to bring forward ideas that now we have a commitment that is you know, a team that's dedicated to this, carrying it out. And your ideas are welcome. And we're going to embrace them and hopefully bring them into the, the you know, embed them into what we do as an organization. Permission to try, permission to fail, permission to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah, failure is a part of it, right? Yeah, Absolutely. we all failed. If we're not failing, we're not trying enough. I like my, that. Uh, my opinion. There's a new member of the innovation team. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get her onto the podcast, uh, but why don't you tell us about Rochelle? Yeah, I mean, Rochelle's a rock star. Uh, she really is. Rochelle Oribio, she came to us from the tech side, you know, not, a, not an insurance person, although had had some interaction with a number of different startups that play in the space. She came to us from Techstars, which is one of the largest um, accelerators, I, I think actually globally now. Um, they have offices around the country and around the globe that really work with corporations and startups and try to embed that um, culture of being able to take a corporation that is a little bit hesitant to bring in a new startup and teach them how to embrace that startup and likewise 
teach the startup how to work more effectively with the corporation. And that's exactly what we needed here. I will tell you that we weren't really sure what to, how to classify this role um, when, we, when, we, when we put out uh, you know, the job search. Uh, and we told a story and, and, and some of our recruiting team happened to get on LinkedIn and uh, found a couple of real interesting people in Austin and uh, had coffee with a lot of them and you know, met with uh, Rochelle and told her where the vision was, was and uh, you know, we, we, we were in alignment. And so we were lucky to have her join us. She's, uh, she's literally dope. We, we, we threw her the wolves. I mean, literally within two weeks, she was standing in front of our Northeast region. And uh, you know, New Yorkers, man, they're tough. <laughs> and she was able to absorb that and uh, has since really, uh, is really blazing a trail. And uh, yeah, the more the merrier. We need help. We got a lot to accomplish and it's great having somebody that's not bashful. All right, last question for me, Mark. And I think this is a question that's burning on the minds of everybody in this room. What's with the red sneakers? So the red sneakers are <laughs> symbolic. They're symbolic, Dave. Uh, I, I will tell you that last year when we uh, launched innovation, it was trying to do something different. And wearing red sneakers to a business convention with a bunch of insurance people is different. Definitely. Uh, wearing a t-shirt, wearing anything other than just a traditional suit with a white shirt or a blue shirt is different. So uh, the red shoes are really a symbol of be different, be bold, come up with new ideas, change it up a little bit. And hopefully I'll start to catch on. I bought uh, Doug and Mike and Eddie a pair of shoes. We have a giveaway today. I saw Ed get wearing those shoes yesterday. And he told me they were quite comfortable. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll catch on. And as we have people that are submitting ideas, you know, a token of our appreciation, maybe one of those giveaways will be red and next, next, maybe next year, you might see, uh, you know, 50 people with red shoes. I will tell you though, um, ironically as it was last year, we launched this. I come out there with red shoes, think I'm going to be a big game changer. And uh, our a Canadian good, friends. A good 15 people <laughs> walking around with red sneakers couldn't quite figure it out. I asked them, what's the story? Oh, Canada. So listen. It, so they're, they're wearing the Chucky e. Taylors. You're rocking the Pumas. The red Pumas. Both, both good cho choices, both good selections. Hashtag support innovation. I love it. You know? All right. Mark, thanks so much for joining thanks, us today. Thanks for all you do, buddy. I was just talking to Mark Ryder, and we were talking about you, Rochelle Arribio. Oh, wow. Okay. For My ears are burning. It was, it was all good news. So for our listeners, I had asked Mark about the growth of the Innovation Lab mm -hmm. over the last year and talked about the recent hire mm -hmm. and said, I haven't had a chance to get you up here on stage <laughs> at NFP Summit 2019 here at the Fairmont, uh, and here you are. Thank well, you for thank joining. thank you for wrangling me. You can, all right. I, it, doing a podcast, folks can't see what's going on, but when I was talking to Mark, Rochelle, and I'm not kidding, danced by. She literally was dancing <laughs> by the front of the stage. And, I was, and, yes. And I'm saying, all right, pointing to her, getting her up here on stage, and here she is. Now, you're not a traditional insurance executive. Like, everybody in no. this room has been in this space they grew up saying, I want to be an insurance executive, just like me, just like all of these folks out here. Tell us about your background. Where'd you come from? Oh, my goodness. Um, I have a long, twisty, windy road that led me here. So originally, I was, I was in the military, um, and I got a medical disqualification. So they paid for college, and then I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I don't know what I do with my life, because I thought I was going to be an officer. And I ended up saying, well, what, is my, what does my major actually do? And it was business information technology operations management. 
essentially, I became a systems engineer and enterprise architect with the Department of Defense right. um, through certain contractors. So, like, technology has always been the basis of everything that I've done. But along the way, I was like, any career that I have has to have this idea of ut prostum, which is my alma mater's motto, and it, it means that I may serve. Right, so service is important to me in any role that I have. It has to have impact. Um, it's why I joined the military. Um, it's why I, subsequently I ended up going in, um, working the Peruvian Amazon with um, different types of entrepreneurs around economic development. Um, it's why I then ended up working with formerly incarcerated men and women in New York City to build businesses. And then, and then one day, Techstars was like, hey, instead of using your entrepreneurial knowledge and your MBA and your tech background to do small business, why don't you do stuff around tech startups? Light bulb, ding, ding, ding. There it is. <laughs> there is the moment. And like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that would make sense. But in my mind, it was like, well, I'm not doing this just to like make huge ROI. Like, that's not my thought process. I has to have some component of service. Right. But the opportunity came up to be a director leading programs with Mayo Clinic. So it was health tech. And they were like, look, you're already doing partnerships with Mayo Clinic and the MBA that you run. Like, it's this, but way more impact. And I started getting into health tech. Um, I did a lot of GovTech work with them too. So going back to like my olden days, um, but in a different way with startups. And ended up here at NFP because health tech is a huge component of the portfolio that we look at. Like we might not think of it as insurance people, right? But when these ideas are developed, they're developed from a clinical standpoint a lot of the times or a wellness standpoint that we can then use in our insurance portfolio. How did NFP find you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, another <laughs> tech company. All right, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised by this. Yes. And, and what was it about NFP that drew you in? Um, well, honestly, I, I was running my, oh, I have my innovation shop uh, called ValorUp. And so clients do come to me from LinkedIn. So I thought, you know, they're reaching out. Let's just see what it's about. And then I started talking to Mark. And he started telling me about all the cool things that you guys are doing, about all the impact that insurance can have. And I, I like, you look at the stuff that I've done, health tech, gov tech, I love hard challenge industries that are a little bit older because there's so much opportunity to reinvent it. And it really grasped my attention to be like, you could be a change agent doing this. Right, and not even like in the fancy, like jargony sense of the word. You could actually help. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a draw. I can already tell what what drives you. Is it maybe different motivation than what drives others? There has to be the mission component to it. Yes. To be changing lives. There has to be a mission. It has to be changing lives in a positive way, um, and not just about like nothing like Tinder or like Uber <laughs> or like no like really changing someone's life. And that's what insurance does. Indeed. All right. Time for the fun fact section. Tell us a fun fact about Rochelle Arribio, and then we want to hear your favorite band or album. <laughs> okay, the band or album's easy. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers has always been, well, 
for a brief stunt, it was all for one because I really liked I swear. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. You just, in my mind, you went up a peg and then, then came down, down a peg. Okay. But then, it's but okay. That it's each his own, right? But when I was in high school, is when I started liking the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was my first concert, and I've been loving them ever since. Like, was it two years ago? They played at ACL here in Austin, and I'm like headbanging. I'm having the time of my life. And then there's these young women, probably in, in college. They're like, "Did you see all of those old people like headbanging to that music?" And I was like, "It was like a like a sword into my heart. Like, oh, oh my god!" Own it, own it, man. <laughs> if you can't headbang to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and by the way, I don't know if you know this. Um, we should bring Mark back up here. Do you know about Mark's long-haired headbanging days? You're gonna have to ask him about this. No, I, what? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, ask him about this sometime later. We, maybe we won't bring it back on to the <laughs> podcast to do that. And I've just outed him as a uh, former hair band guy, but he used to have long hair and used to listen to, God, I'm trying to remember who he liked. I think he liked Chili Peppers, maybe Nine Inch Nails. Like he was into the heavy, wow. heavy, rec, uh, heavy metal rock bands. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact there. All right, so then, uh, then the other fun fact about you. So we know your music now. Fun oh, fact about you. What's a fun fact? Um... Well, so I think I already told you I went to military school, so that's not interesting. Um, it is, and thank you for your, for your service, but I think that it's the fun fact of like... What's like, well, what, I suppose what do you mean by I'm fun? I'm looking at What's you, fun? and the listeners can't see because we are a podcast. <laughs> Rochelle Arabio has purple hair. Yes, yes, I do. And every, and by the way, every fingernail is colored a different color. Yes. So just, this is not what you'd call the normal insurance executive look. <laughs> Ryder's rocking the red sneakers and thinks he's, he's, uh, he's, he's pushing the envelope. And then you come in with purple hair and multicolored nails and um, you're up in them. Jeez. Okay. What's interesting. Um, I have lived at least six months in three, co three countries. Oh, wow. Um, and then... If you count a three-month internship, then I've lived in four. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Last question, pulling it back to the NFB Innovation Lab. You've recently joined next year at NFB Summit 20. What do you want to see the Innovation Lab looking like? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the goal is that next year we have an innov innovation ideation platform up and running. People are, no, actually know this exists. They're submitting their ideas for any types of challenges that they have with their work, that they, for any ideas that they have for improving processes, for new products um, or services that we should be working with or launching, um, that, they're, that the employees are actively engaged. And it's actually been a really great experience being here at Summit this year because there have been people who actually walked up and like, I have this cool idea. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> There's at least one person. <laughs> and you didn't need an ideation platform, but you need to harness that from yes. every other member of the NFP crew. Yes, if we could harness that and have employees actively using that and start projects and really starting to push the needle of what, how we work and rethinking that and how we service our clients and like rethinking that, that would be amazing. Awesome. Well, Rochelle, thanks so much for joining Innovation Conversations with NFP here at NFP Summit 2019 in scenic Austin. We appreciate you coming. Well, thank you so much, Dave. <laughs>